Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. I want to give a big shout out to Par Hopper uh, Golf Apparel. Y'all go check out my boy Jay Piper. Also, Williams uh, Tire Nobles Networking. Um, let's see, Gridiron Coffee. Shout out to Brad. Uh, also, Proud 90 Golf. Thank you for the stuff that y'all send me. Y'all keep sending stuff this way. Uh, straight, th- uh, what is it? Straight Haggard Thread Company. I appreciate the hats. You boys uh, got some sick lids. Also, our management company, Red Circle. Uh, thank you for putting a little change in my pocket and all the corporate sponsors. Y'all go check out Drizzly, the alcohol delivery service. That is our big sponsor that just came on board. We appreciate it. Go download the app now. Uh, those guys are awesome. They bring the alcohol to your door. No reason for DUIs anymore. Uh, as y'all know, recently I made a couple posts because I want to hear from folks that y'all adore on TikTok and social media. And this next lady is someone who got tagged multiple times. And I finally got a hold of her pretty ass and got her on the show. And then I just dove into her, uh, her TikTok right before the show. Let me tell you, I'm infatuated with this woman. This woman is awesome. I can't wait to hear her story. And uh, I would like to introduce y'all, Miss Stephanie Lee. How are you doing, darling? I'm doing good. You know what my favorite part about looking into your stuff was? What? You talking shit to all the men that talk shit to you. <laughs> the men can't stand that. That hits their ego right where they don't like it. That's why I'm the king of lesbians. <laughs> that, that's why, because I love it. There's nothing more that makes me happy. Then when I see a woman snapping off on a man, like on social media, because all of them's got whatever they call it. Was it little dick energy or whatever? And they message you. <laughs> I, I, I call it little dick syndrome. There you go. See, <laughs> I, I physically have a little penis, so I should be the one with that energy. But I absolutely love the shit that you do and the shit talking you do towards people is fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's kind of what started a lot of people following me on TikTok was my no fucks given attitude but it tends to get me in trouble too so it, it had nothing to do with your push-ups that you wear or anything like that no well good thing it's not actually push-ups these are implants oh god I bless you them. god bless you <laughs> god bless you that's that's my weakness that's i've had every woman i've had on the show the past two weeks is it has been implants and it's just well, you like can thank my ex-husband then god see that's where i hate you <laughs> That, that right there is why I will never buy a set of titties. There's there's zero chance in hell that I am going to buy something that somebody else is going to get to play with. That's what he said, too. He said, you know how pissed off I am that I bought them and now somebody else is enjoying them? It's even worse when it's a woman. I see. I, I, don't like, I like it. I, I'll tell you, there is something. I, I get I'm a uh, I'm a conservative. It's got a bunch of liberal views. But one of the things that I get in trouble about all the time is my stance like on gay marriage and everything. Like that. I'm all for it. I'm all for just everybody being happy. I don't give a fuck what you do behind closed doors. None of that. It's the it's the content of the person. Your character is what matters to me. If you're a shit person, I don't care if you're gay, straight, whatever you are. I'll probably think you're a piece of shit. If you're a good person, I don't care what you do. Uh, but what's funny to me is uh, I just got so goddamn confused. I never get that confused. What was I saying right? What did you say right before that? Because it was such a good point I was going to make. That my ex-husband bought my titties, but now a woman enjoys them. (laughs) That's why I got confused. (laughs) 
that's that's it. Say this is probably going to happen a lot the next hour. Uh, no, I just think it's cool. You're living your life. You're enjoying it. You're putting it out there on social media. And a lot of men can't stand it. I'm one that stands up and says, hey, uh, I remember what I was going to say now. It's uh, how can I get mad at you about what you're doing when you're letting the same thing ruin your life that I've let ruin mine since I was 16 years old? You know, I, I thought we could be a common denominator here. I'd be a great wingman. That's my favorite thing <laughs> about lesbians. Why guys don't understand when you take a group of women to the bar, whether they're straight or whatever they are, and other women just see you having fun with them and them actually like just treating you like big brother or whatever. Second, they find out that you're single. I was over with women love that. Cause it's like, they feel safe. I like that. My friends feel safe around me. Yeah. It's a good thing to not be like a predator. That's always a good idea. <laughs> well, I try not to be, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also very, like, I look very girly. And I think that's also what tracks clearly people to my TikTok to begin with, because if I didn't have a certain image, let's be honest, when I'm being a bitch, more people would take it offensively instead of being like, yeah, I agree with it. But I'm more boyish than my wife. That's cool. Uh, I think you're wrong, though. I think that uh, I don't think that men hate good looking bitches. Like if you are an extremely attractive woman and you you are, and you're mean as hell, we automatically hate you. We automatically hate you. Well, they do. I, I don't give a shit. Uh, it, don't, it don't bother me. But it's usually the girls that are less attractive that are bitches. That we're just like, you know what? That's our buddy. We're, we're cool with her being mean. Usually pretty girls, mean girls, just, they rub us the wrong way. But they also wouldn't – more people wouldn't pay attention to what I said necessarily. Like, oh, yeah. I wouldn't even show up. If I didn't have fake titties and platinum blonde hair, let's not hide behind that factor. Ma'am, you are an extremely smart lady. You're right. <laughs> I, I say it so many times till I'm blue in the fucking face that TikTok, if you want to blow up, all you got to do is be a good looking woman. I blew up probably in not the necessarily greatest way. Uh, How did you blow my, up? <laughs> my original TikTok that went viral was these people were talking shit about my son. Um, about your son? Yes, because his eyes would go inward. He recently just had eye surgery, but they would go inward. And this girl for like the longest time was talking shit to me. One day she caught me on a bad day and I was holding my son in the video. He's completely unfazed. And I cussed her out on TikTok. That video went insane. I finally made it private after so long, but I got like a lot of negative and really good parents that were like, I do the same fucking thing. Like, how could you say about a kid? And yeah. then another, another girl said that I needed therapy. And I said, okay, really? So I went to her Instagram and she had like pictures of her deep throat and bananas on there. And I said, okay, you got the fucking audacity. So I screenshotted her Instagram and put it on my TikTok. And I said, you want to talk about media therapy, honey? You said you're going to school to be a therapist. I think you need to fucking find one because this ain't it. Uh, I don't know how anybody can talk shit about a kid in the first place. You probably deserve to have your ass whooped if you do that. Um, but second, how can you just like, when you know that you've got a video or picture of you deep throating bananas, how can you talk shit about anybody? <laughs> she was like 
all in on me. She was like, she's just an image. Like she needs therapy. How can she teach her child to do that or say and cuss around her kid? Mind your fucking business, lady. Mind your business. You over here, deep throat and banana, like in images on Instagram. I said, I'm sorry, excuse me. What did you say? Yeah. People are stupid. I think there's so many insecure people on TikTok and, and I mean, all social media platforms, really, but TikTok, it just gets exposed more. But, you know, if you're just on there and you're not hurting nobody, all of us are allowed to raise our children the way that we want to. I have no idea what you said or didn't say in your video, but anybody coming after a kid, uh, somebody today, I made a video last week. It was me and my daughter in my truck. We was talking shit to each other. My daughter is will be 10 next week, and all we do is talk shit to each other. She's my best friend in this world. And I said something to her about, hey, has it been a when's the last time you got a spanking? You're acting like an asshole. And she said, when's the last time you got a spanking? And I said, well, you don't know her, but she's a real nice lady. And my daughter came across the seat to knock me the fuck out because she's jelly. My daughter's the most jealous person of women ever. And somebody messaged me on there and was like, you shouldn't be talking to your child. Like that. You should be ashamed. And I just wanted to tell them, but I don't answer anybody. I don't answer any comments at all unless she's really hot and she's single. <laughs> um, or, or unless she's mediocre hot and looks like she'll do some weird shit. Uh, but I was like, how can you tell me to raise my kid? I'm not going on your shit telling you what to do towards yours. If my kid turns out fucked up and it's because of me, I'll pay the therapy bill. You know, I'll, I'll have to pay the price, but me and my daughter have such a great relationship. I'm sure you and your kids do. Oh and yeah. My daughter talks shit to me on the daily. Is that not the coolest thing? <laughs> We leave the house sometimes. She's like, Mom, that's what you're going to wear? And who are you talking to like that? I made you. You wouldn't even be here if it weren't for me. <laughs> what makes me mad is when she says something so fucking good. And I want to be mad. But at the same time, I'm like air high-fiving her. And it's just like, you bitch, that was good. Oh, my daughter gets me all the time. I'm like, listen here. Oh, my God. If I could fight you, I would. <laughs> My daughter in public, because she is such an asshole, I have this, I'm, I'm dyslexic and, uh, I, and I can't spell besides for can't read worth of shit. I can't spell very good either. I've just no, We're in the same group then <laughs> spell, spelling doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. If it wasn't for text to talk, all I would do is four letter words. That's it. Text to talk saves my ass, but my daughter will be like, Hey dad, spell giraffe. And it's like, why do you want me to spell giraffe? Because I know you can't. Like, she'll be fucking with me in front of people. <laughs> She's just mean. She's just mean. My daughter, doing her homework now. We did homeschooling last year. Yeah. Keeping in mind, okay. My daughter's homeschooling last year was through a Christian academy. And how's, that, how, how's that work out for you? <laughs> Oh, my God. When I tell you the most awkward conversations I've had to have, she was like, look, you're talking about Adam and Eve. That's a man and woman. I said, thank you. I'm aware. Um, but, Mom, you're with a girl. I said, yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't even have an answer for that guy. It's just a preference, honey. I don't know. There's technically nowhere in the Bible that says two women can't be together. Well, I mean, well kind of it does. But what well, well, it, it says a man's not supposed to lay with another man. It doesn't yeah. say woman. It <laughs> does. It doesn't. It does. So we, we find that little loophole. That's what we're going to run with. Hey, look, I pissed. I get to go speak at political events and everything all the time because my point of view, there's a woman running for governor in Georgia and I'm on her 
her campaign team or whatever. So I get to go speak to these fucking people that are ultra conservative and they end up hating me because I have a lot of liberal views. I don't consider myself a conservative. I'm like an independent. And, uh, but she likes my following. She likes my show. So I, I do stuff for her. And, uh, I made a joke one time. If I'm nervous, I make fucked up jokes and I don't think about the crowd that I'm in. So that came up when they asked me about my stance on gay marriage and everything. And I brought up what I just said to you. I said, well, it says in the Bible that a man's not supposed to lay with another man, but they didn't say shit about lesbians. <laughs> I, I said, even the disciples like that shit. And I'm telling you, the, the air that was in the room out. Like it was like preachers and stuff and just these old conservative sons of bitches that was looking at me and it was like, that was wrong. <laughs> and I was like, people have liked lesbians since the forever. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. But also me and my wife, which some people don't like is we don't wear a lot of the gay pride stuff. We don't wear the flags. Um, not because we just, cause we just don't, uh, we don't feel the need to like, go over and beyond about it. We're very proud that I mean, I have a beautiful wife, but also if we weren't able to be legally married, that does not necessarily not make her my wife because in my eyes, she is my wife. Yeah. So that's how I see it. But some people don't like that either. No, I absolutely love <laughs> that. about. I, I do. I like that about you. I like people that are, I don't even, I don't know if I, if I'm going to say this the right way, because I don't know if you do it out of respect for other people, but I like people that just are in their own world and are happy in their own world and don't feel the need to push their views on everybody else. I, I, yeah. I don't have a, I don't have a problem with anybody flying that flag or anything, but like, I don't like, I don't like the Confederate flag. I don't, I don't believe in it. And I'm a white Southern male from South Georgia Oh, so, hell. so like I got I got death threats on country radio when I worked in radio because of the shit because I brought it up I was like when NASCAR canceled it I told them my opinions on it and uh but it's the same thing for me I won't fly that flag because I don't I don't believe in it and I don't not believe in it. like it means nothing to me it's the same thing when I get asked about the rainbow flag it's like it doesn't mean shit to me I don't mean that in a bad way, but it just does not. I want everybody to be happy. If you want to fly, fly it. If you don't, I don't give a fuck. I've had people on TikTok. Uh, a lady came to me one day. She said, you don't know what people fought for and to have that pride. I said, well, you're telling you're right. I didn't have to do some of the things that people did in the past. And I'm very grateful that they did that because I am legally able to marry my wife. I said, but at the same time, I don't also bash anybody that wears the flag and that's that's their pride that's what they want that's great and I think that's great for everybody but for me I don't necessarily feel the need to do it because even at we went to perfectly Kelsey's wedding we had uh Brittany Lynn was with me and my wife and another mom and son came and sat at our table but clearly me my wife and Brittany Lynn were all lesbians and she has her son sitting there and I said you know I don't want to be disrespectful because we were talking about gay shit <laughs> I said I don't want to like be disrespectful in front of your son or anything like that she was like no we don't care we love you it's fine and I was like okay you know I'm still respectful of other people and now that other people aren't respectful but some people feel more inclined to show up more than we do like we don't really show public displays of affection not because we feel not the need to. We just don't. 
See, that's fucking, you're cool. I, I cannot tell you how much respect I have for you for that. I just, I, there's so many people and, uh, you know, I don't mean this necessarily a bad way. I have a, a lot of, it's funny to me, the amount of gay men that follow me. Yeah, I mean, it is, it, it is, it blows my mind and, and lesbians, it, it really does. But I try to be open-minded about everything. The thing that you get a lot from the gay community though, I usually call them the alphabet mafia, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the alphabet mafia. The is, yeah. Is a lot of them are so over the top. And I don't mean like as far as in their sexuality, but pushing their views on others. Like so many of them are like, if you don't agree with this and you hate gay, no, that, that's not the deal. There's a lot of people just like you that are so respectful. And it's like, look, I'm not going to hide what I am, but I don't have to smack you in the face with it every second of every day. I'm just living my life and being happy. There's something really cool about that because you don't get that a whole lot with that community. No, there's a lot that, and I know that some of feel, or the way my wife would say it is almost like, and I hate to say this, I don't want this to be twisted. Some of them feel like entitlement. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't feel entitled to anything. I'm basic as fuck. I drive a whole high end day. I got a beautiful wife and two beautiful children and two different baby daddies. Uh, I'm just basic. I'm just me. And I'm just grateful for the fact that I have my wife in my life. That's, I don't feel the need to scream in strangers' faces. See, you're a fuck. You're cool, dude. <laughs> uh, that, that, legit. That's If more people had your mentality, as far as in y'all's community, then there will be so many more people that was accepting to it. And the people who aren't already accepting to it, they've been rubbed wrong at some point in time. Yeah. They, they have been. If more people would approach it the way that you do with your train of thought, oh, it, it wouldn't even be an issue anymore. No. I mean, there are people that have said, like, some really, like, rude shit to me. That's without a question of a doubt. Especially on TikTok um, when you got two different baby daddies. But I don't give a shit. There uh, to everybody that says negative shit on TikTok is miserable. They, oh, yes. They're miserable fucking people. I mean, I'm going to tell you, does it mean is it mostly men that say negative stuff to you? Uh, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of moms. Really? Like straight women that will talk mad shit. That's probably because they want you and your wife to take her home. <laughs> there is, and then men that say it are usually like, it's because you haven't had the right D I you haven't sir been there played that game we're both good Thank there's you. not there's not the right D no. I, I'm telling you like uh, there's not there can't be when you have the experiences that you're having right now it, like it was funny is men will bust their ass their entire life they'll buy houses they'll buy trucks they'll buy clothes they don't want to buy they'll take women on dates all this stuff to get the one thing that you're getting right now but those guys will be the first ones to say, oh, you ain't had shit until you've had this. Well, no, you're full of shit. You've had to buy yours every step of the way. And all she had to do was fucking look pretty one time. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't, people are stupid. And really, the way I met my wife was she was on TikTok and she was singing Tupac. Oh, she, I like your wife already. She came up with my For You page. And I went and commented on her videos. And apparently she had been in my DMs, but I never saw them. Yeah. And I was like, that's wifey right there. That's cool. <laughs> I always like when I hear about the TikTok love stories. 
it was weird. Yeah. I've, well, I've had some bad ones. How long have you been on TikTok? I say I've been on there for probably about two years. Okay. See, I'm still, I hadn't even been on there a year yet. I said I wasn't going to do it. I, I said I wasn't going to do it. That when I got fired from radio, I hired these girls to work at my studio um, and they were dumbasses and they couldn't do the, <laughs> They couldn't do the stuff that I thought would be funny and would trend and would bring attention to the show. So I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And ever since then, the people that – there's been some really good folks I've met, like uh, even Kelsey. Go ahead and tell you. I told her yes. this story. I thought I was going to hate Kelsey. I thought 100% I was not going to like her. After 30 minutes of me and her doing our first show together back in March, fell in love with it. Now I think that she is – she's one of the few people – that when I see what they're what they're becoming because of social media, she deserves every fucking ounce of it. And I just think she's just an awesome person. But if you'd asked me beforehand, I'd be like, I don't want to fucking do this show. But yeah. it's but it's good for ratings. Next thing I know, I'm a fucking fan. She literally and all the hate that she's getting recently is fucking mind blowing to me. Like I went to the it's, wedding, and she was the kindest fucking person ever. Yeah. Like, and the, the way that I know her is kind of weird, but it, she was just so sweet. It's jealousy. I, I, I really do believe uh, I've had folks that have come and done the show or I've hung out with and they get so much hate. And I try to remind everybody when they're getting hate on these apps or whatever. I've been doing this for five years and I've come from a small community to a big radio station to where I'm at now. People that are jealous of you in some way or another. Like it might not even be jealousy is that they are, they just hate their lives. They hate that, that some people have to get up and work a nine to five and they're miserable every day. And then you got somebody like Kelsey that does what she wants and is making bank and doing all these great things for other people and her family. And there's somebody out there that's going to work at a fucking Walmart somewhere. <laughs> and they hate that they're having to go work at Walmart and they open their phone and they see this girl happy while they just got done working a 12-hour shift. That, that's all it is. It's, it's envy. And, you know, this y'all deserve there, – there's certain people that deserve it, and there's certain people that don't. And uh, somebody like her, and so far what I've seen from you, seems like you deserve the notoriety that you're getting. I like your attitude on everything so far. I really – I just say the fuck to myself. I've been through the TikTok drama. I learned that ain't a game I fucking want to play. <laughs> How did you go through TikTok drama? Because, like I said, I don't know, I don't know a lot about you. I might, there were just situations where everything's happened with my son. Uh, there was another individual, uh, I'm not going to say no names. That's fine. What do I say? <laughs> uh, made a lot about me. That didn't go well. Um, it was like an hour and a half live that absolutely destroyed every single part of me. Yeah. Um, I apparently had fake teeth and all. And I have to watch it from a friend's phone. And I said, okay, what the fuck? I look, same thing happened to me back in, back in July. It was somebody that I, I had went above and beyond for. I had been there for them. And the situation didn't play out how they wanted to play out between the two of us. And they bashed me. And it was the same way. And the whole time, whole time, I never, ever made a comment about it. I never did because the thing is, I know the truth. It, it finally got to the point where, like, there was lives made 
and it was like continuous. Yeah. There was hashtags made about me. And finally one day I popped off. I was like, fuck this. Like you can only be so nice and so calm about things for so long. And when I did it, it started like World War Three. Yep. See, but <laughs> I, I, I promise you throw in when a negative situation comes up and somebody's bashing you or somebody's being ugly to you or whatever. If you know, if you know in your heart that you've done nothing wrong, just ignore it. The truth always comes out. I mean, that, that's the thing. I had one person, you're probably guest number, I don't know, 120 on my show, something like that. Um, I've had one person out of all of those people talk shit about me. One person. And I probably guess that person. Yeah, that one person. <laughs> and you know what? The thing is, nobody else has complained. Yeah. None of the charity work that I've done. Like I don't put all the shit that I do on social media because I don't think you're supposed to. I don't, yeah. I don't do certain things because I want your likes and comments. I don't, I don't care. I know, I know what I've done as a person and you know what? I just don't, I don't pay it no attention. I actually do it with a smile on my face because I know that at the end of the day, I would not be succeeding in what I'm doing and growing and getting sponsors and all these people that want to be a part of the show or give me time like you, if I was a bad person. Yeah. So it's one of them things like you got to take the good with the bad. Plus there's a, there's an old saying that I absolutely love and I always contribute it to Tupac. So maybe your old, old lady knows, knows it, but it's if everybody likes you, you're doing something wrong. Yes. If it, it, you're not being true to yourself. And a lot of people, I mean, I definitely have a personality that you have to get to know me to like me because I'm very sarcastic and sometimes that's off-putting to people because they think I'm offending them when I'm not trying to. That's just my personality. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, everybody thinks I'm an asshole unless you know me. There's no middle ground with me. You either love me or you hate me. Yeah. But honestly, I don't need anybody in the middle. I don't need somebody riding the fence whether you like me or not. If you don't, I'm cool with that. I don't need you in my life. There's plenty of motherfuckers over here that, you know, would do anything for me. I don't need one person. Now, you're not going to make or break me. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, mine took me losing my main account that I, st I got back. It took me going back and forth with these individuals, losing my account three times, getting it back to realize, like, what the fuck are you doing? What is the point of it doing on social media? Yeah, There's don't. no point of it. No. No, that, that's my thing. Like, if somebody wants to have a conversation with me, if, if there's a misunderstanding, like between me and you after this show, if there's a misunderstanding, I will have the utmost respect for you if you call me or be like, hey, let's talk one-on-one -on -one and let's come to a resolution. Because that's what life is supposed to be about. Not You're going to offend some people sometimes. You're going to make some people mad. I mean, because you, you, you should have your best self-interest out for you. I have my best self-interest out for me. Well, sometimes those are going to, they're going to smash each other. Yeah. And, but the thing is to be an adult is to not bring drama to where there doesn't need to be drama. Instead of have an adult conversation and fix the issues instead of just fucking being ugly. Yeah. I 100% agree. I don't do the ugly. <laughs> Some of these bitches on TikTok do though. <laughs> I, I get, I get why they do it. I mean, I do. It does because people thrive off of drama. We've had 127 accounts made about our children. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. But we ended up having to take it legal. 
because of what people did to us. God. They used my son's picture on accounts. Yeah, they released everybody in my family's names and locations. I, I hate people like that. Man, you know how lonely and how miserable of a person you have to be to do that? But the bad part was, is like my daughter's daddy, my ex-husband, he's a cop. Uh, her, my daughter's stepmom, well, ex-stepmom is a detective. So you piss off a whole game of boys <laughs> <laughs> I don't I just don't see what when somebody does something like that or somebody bashes somebody I just don't know what their end game is I don't know it's, what they I don't know what they think is gonna come out of all of it my thing is bash me touch yeah. about me all you want I got fake titties I got extensions in I wear makeup call me what you want to call me don't fuck my kids because <laughs> that's when you don't even have anything on me like I had to release there was like threats to release my past. A bitch has been to jail. Um, I don't know what to tell y'all. Hey, look, when my when my show started blowing up in February, the first time I got uh, put into the top 100 on Apple, I uh, I celebrated by going to Nashville. One of my friends, she uh, she had just released a single, and they were having a album release party for her because she had got to be like number three or four on uh, Apple or iTunes or whatever with her release. So I went to Nashville uh, to hang out with them. And while I was up there, I did uh, on the way back, I'd found out that one of my friends was in a real bad wreck and she's good now. But I was thinking to myself, I was like, look, with all the shit that I'm fixing to have to go through and the people that's going to come out of the woodworks, the folks that don't already know my story, I'm going to, and I did it like at four o'clock in the morning, getting back from Nashville. I sat down at the studio I recorded a show. It's called the Josh Terry story. If anybody wants to go back and listen to it, it's back in February or March. I can't remember, but it's me telling where I started to where I'm at now from being in jail to the baby mom to everything. It was every single thing you could have ever put out against me. I went ahead and dropped it for everybody. That way, if somebody ever comes out and's like, Oh, he's been to jail. Yeah. I fucking have told y'all about it countless numbers of times. You want to, you want me to post my mugshot? I mean, I don't give a fuck. Like people that do stuff like that, they don't believe in growth. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but I grew from them. That's the difference between like folks like me and you and the people that keep fucking up is we grew from the things that, that we fucked up at. Yeah. It was, it was learning experiences. It wasn't failures. I think the part was like people, what they wanted to expose me so fucking bad. Yeah. So I did a whole lot. I brought all my legal documents out. I showed the tickets and all. If here's anything, stop signs and all I've ever been in trouble for, showed my arrest. This is the reasoning. Here's your papers. Here's the outcome. You're not going to get famous off trying to destroy my name because I'm going to just put it out there for you. Yeah, I don't understand. People that want to get notoriety off of running other people down, you're, you're not – if you do get notoriety off of it, it's going to be short-lived because your notoriety came from somebody else's mistakes. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you can't get popular or remain popular for that. I mean, you can't. There's people that I watch on TikTok – or I don't watch them. I know who they are – that they're always looking for some set of drama, something to do every single month, and their account explodes when they do the drama. And when they're not doing the drama – 
it's mediocre at best. Yeah. So it's like people are actually now being rewarded for causing drama. But I don't know how old you are. I'm 34. I'm 29. Yeah, I ain't about that shit. Like, I I don't want toxic in my life. I want peace. If you ain't bringing me peace and you're not part of something that's contributing to my peace of mind, then fuck you. Yes. (laughs) Bye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who who cares? I mean, fucking life's too short, dude. I had people release. My father and my sister have passed. They made an account with my face on it. They said, this is, I did the, like, trend that was like 2016 2018 and now yeah and somebody was like this isn't her in 2016 this is what she looked like i says ma'am that's a picture of 2011 when i graduated high school but okay um what the fuck are you talking about they said that my sister i didn't have a sister that died that my father and my sister weren't connected because when they looked up my dad's obituary they went to my dead dad's facebook okay that's fucked up (laughs) Went to his Facebook and said that she doesn't have a sister. Put his obituary up there. That's because we don't have the same daddies. I can't help that my mama got around. That's not my problem. <laughs> like, what the fuck did you just say? So I showed her a whole picture of her whole obituary. I said, thank you. Now sit the fuck down. I don't, so I don't. get out of that? The, I don't know. That's my, but I'm not geared the way they're geared. Me neither. You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. None of what other people do to bash other people makes sense to me. No. Like my best friend says, my GPS said, stay in your fucking lane. That's all you got to do. <laughs> That's all you got to fucking do. It's not hard. Pe- people like you that are creative and make good videos and you make good content. People like me are going to find you. There's going to be people way bigger than me that reach out to you. If they hadn't already, they will someday. Because you're interesting, you're creative, you're able to talk, you're able to tell a story. And that is what people who are outside of the TikTok world, you know, that's what we're looking for as far as like shows and entertainment. Because a bunch of us believe that are in this field that out of people like you is going to come a really big star sooner than later. Kelsey's kind of proving it right now. Yeah. Kelsey's kind of proving it right now, but there's going to be others that every app, every app eventually plays itself out. The reason I started blowing up in the first place was because I was called bearded bastard on social media and my Snapchat and everything was fucking huge. Like it was, it was huge. We were selling 200, 300 shirts a month, but it started off huge. It was huge for about a year year and a half, and then it declined, and it declined. And luckily, I was blessed enough that there were people in country radio in Georgia that wanted to hire me. So I never had downtime. And then when I got fired from country radio, I had enough supporters because they seen what I've done in the past to do this. But these people on TikTok, to get their couple seconds, they're not going to last. But people, I think, like like you. You, you have – people don't even realize what they got yet. Do you know who uh, Kate Stinson is? Oh, no. Okay, Kate Stinson is uh she's African American from uh Texas. She's one of my real good friends. Um oh, wait, uh Republican? Yep, conservative. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. so Kate has been playing this game. She's only like 24, so she's still she's still a baby, but she came into doing social media, like she kind of did some stuff with me and bearded bastard back in the day, but she's grown it to the point now to where she has built a brand for herself. 
and where before too long, once she gets a little more experience, she's probably going to end up on a news channel or something one day. Oh, yeah. That you don't need college and a communications degree to be successful in entertainment anymore. Like you don't. And it's going to be people that are diamonds in the rough that can just talk and they can handle themselves. People are looking for them left and right right now on social media just so they can blow something up around you. Oh, yeah. And I had a lot of people when I talk about the story of my parents, because people made shit comments. Both my parents were addicts. Neither one of my parents raised me. Um, and they're like, she's destined to be a drug addict. What the fuck? I got to do anything. So I made the comment, two negatives make a positive. What do you mean? I've never done drugs a day in my life. That same. Both of my parents are addicts. Uh, my mother's been to prison. My dad's been to rehab. My sister has, uh, she was in rehab for the longest time. Now she's a house mother at a rehab. Well, it's actually like a cult. It's very fucking weird. Uh, Not the cult. <laughs> no, it's a cult. It's a full-blown-ass cult. Oh, hey. Oh, it's bad. But, uh, yeah, like, it. T- tell me a little bit about that, because I, I didn't know that about, about you, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah, um, I'm originally from Wilmington, North Carolina, and I was, like, the biggest fucking nerd. I did not look like this growing up. I was the ugly duckling, okay? <laughs> I was ugly as fuck. <laughs> I was so ugly. Um, and I was a tomboy. I played sports, and I was in Science Olympiad. I was a huge nerd. I was raised by my mom's parents originally. I was taken from my mom when I was in second grade. Uh, Literally, we were walking home from the gas station. The cops pulled up, took me and my sisters. Well, only me and my middle sister. My other sister was our friend. She was older. Took us to my grandparents. My mom said she'd be back the next day. She didn't come back for a year and a half. Um, And that's when I found out later that she was on drugs. I had to repeat second grade because my mom never made me go to school and defects was a huge part of our life. (laughs) So when I turned right at 16, I had just gone through actually first incident was 15. I was in middle school, huge nerd. And this girl kept picking on me. I had a whole full scholarship to college in middle school. And I got in a fight, destroyed it. Me and my mom didn't have a relationship. I was angry, very angry. And I lost it all. And then I went to high school. I even had a scholarship to a two-year college or two-year high school. And I didn't take it. And my mom came back in my life. She wanted to tell me what to do. And I was pretty much like, bitch, fuck you. And got another fight, was facing more charges. I was already on probation for the first one. And they made an agreement that if my grandparents from Georgia took custody of me, that they would let everything go. So one day I got into a slight altercation with my grandfather back in NC. And he told me that I'd never walk foot back in that house, that I was either going to leave or go to foster care. I left NC the next day and never went back. We have a relationship um, with them now? They're dead. Um, <laughs> shit, my bad. <laughs> and my grandparents like an NC have passed. Uh, my grandparents in Georgia, my dad was an addict. My mom was still an addict. 
but my dad was not capable of raising me. And my grandparents knew that. He raised my brother half of his life and that didn't turn out well. <laughs> so my grandparents in GA raised me. My dad was an addict, but the difference between my dad and my mom for me was my dad was honest with me about it. Um, my dad had hepatitis C and he was dying. And do we have the same parents? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Holy shit. <laughs> my dad was honest. He just said, I'm an addict. This is pretty much what it's going to be. And he had hepatitis C. He was dying. Uh, my brother was very violent, my father, to the point where the first time I ever met my brother, besides being a small child, he was in handcuffs and shackles. And my dad used me as the reason to get him out of jail. Oof. And he was 14. And it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and to the point where my dad, he just, he was just honest. And that's what I accepted. My biological mother still can't be honest about it. It drives me fucking insane. Fucking same. <laughs> just say it. Like, just say it. It's shown. The last time I saw my biological mother was at a funeral. Okay. And it was, see, my son wasn't, didn't even exist at the time. So, so I took a damn hole with my four. So about five years ago at a family funeral. That's the only time I ever go back to NC nowadays. <laughs> and my mother is sitting on a couch beside me. I'm holding my niece. And we called my grandpa, dad do his funeral. And he said, how do you know, how do you know dad do? She and the look on my face said, bitch, what? She didn't realize it was you? She had no idea who I was. Fuck. I said, what? And she's like nodding out. And I said, this bitch, you gotta be kidding me. She didn't realize who I was until during the ceremony, somebody said, Stephanie, do you want to say anything? The look on her face was like she saw a fucking ghost. I said, no. Nope. She walked over to me. She said, Stephanie? I said, I'm sorry. I don't know who that is. And I walked the fuck away. You should have. I, that's what <laughs> I would have done. I, I, I have a horrible relationship with my mother. And I get told all the time by people, like, I need to rectify. Like, you I need to be. Forgive the, her. Yeah, you probably got to forgive her. You know, I can forgive her, but I ain't going to fucking forget. That's my and, exact response. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna forgive you. So I have peace at night and I'm not fucking bothering myself with it. But you know what? It it ain't it's the good Lord can handle it from here. Yeah. He he knows like my mom is such a fucking narcissist. Like yeah. she she refuses, refuse. My dad broke his uh his C1 vertebrae, his neck in July of this year on his 60th birthday. And I started this GoFundMe for him. I did some shirts out of the studio and everything to raise money for him because he didn't have insurance or, or none of this other stuff. My mom bashed me through a couple different text messages and stuff like this and was like, I need to see receipts from all the money and everything like this or whatever. And my dad, the whole time, I'm paying all of his, he owns a business and I'm literally having to pay his bills and my bills. But luckily we had enough people donate to where the majority of his bills got took care of. Right. And she was so fucking pissed that she didn't get to handle the GoFundMe or any of the rest of that stuff. And the reason why my family, the rest of our family and our family friends told me, don't let her get close to it because she'll take the money. 
she'll yeah. she'll use that money. So like she came at me hard one day, and I and my dad finally as struggling as he was at the time, pretty much told her to shut the fuck up and go on somewhere that I was the adult in this relationship. Like I'm the adult out of me and my mother. My, my mom, she even had the balls, dude, to try to make this whole thing about her. She has the superpower to where whenever a situation happens, my mother can make it about her. 9-11 happened. Oh, my mom, you would have thought she was in the fucking towers. Like, that's what that's what you would have thought. And it's just like, what the fuck, Rhonda? My mom was the same way, but probably a little bit worse. When my sister passed, uh, I heard my sister die on the phone. <laughs> Do what now? When my sister passed, my oldest sister, her name is Angelina. When she passed, I heard her die on the phone. That's fucked uh, up. How, what happened? She, my sister had leukemia. Oh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. She was in, had been in remission. She had two beautiful babies, two absolutely gorgeous babies. They were very young when she passed. Her son was six months. Um, her daughter was three. And she had a blood infection on top of it. Everything was supposed to be completely fine. The leukemia is not what killed my sister. Um, the, she had a nurse come in. My sister said she was complaining of breathing. And the nurse gave her narcotics and inhaler and told her to go to sleep. Damn. My sister had blood filling up in her lungs. And I got a phone call one night. This is back when I was married to my ex-husband. And uh, it was my mom's number. I said, she's fucked up. I'm not answering. No. And she called again. And I said, the fuck? I told my ex-husband. He said, pick up the phone. Something's not right. I said, okay. I did. It was not my mother. It was the doctor. And he said, your sister's having complications breathing. How fast can you get here? My sister was in Chapel Hill. I'm in Georgia. I said, sir, it's going to take me six hours to get there. What do you mean? I can hear the machines going off in the background. My mother is literally screaming, God, please don't take my baby. Please don't take my baby. My sister, the last thing I heard from her mouth was, I'm not ready to go. And still to this day, fucking rocks me. Oh, fuck, it would rock anybody. I can't believe you're as strong telling that story as you are. But I think it, it's not like an easy thing to talk about but I know other people have been through a lot worse and I know my sister her name was Angelina we called her Angel she was always going to be an angel we just didn't know and oh I'm in love with you I swear <laughs> I, I I'm telling you you got my you got my little fat ass heart right now <laughs> my mom was so like narcissistic that I was there for my sister's ceremony for the funeral and everything but because I didn't come back for her birthday, she, because once again, that's seven hours, I had a daughter. Um, she said that my sister never loved me. Oh, and I, I was never there for her. And I was like, okay, okay, really? <laughs> she was sick. And then my whole life, my mom told me my dad hated me 90% of my life. She told me he didn't want anything to do with me. The worst things you could possibly think. And then when my dad passed, uh, I found letters from my biological mother to my dad saying she didn't want me with a $50 check saying, come get your fucking kid. I, I would, uh, if I was there, I swear to God, I'd give you the biggest <laughs> hug I could, I'd ever give an individual. 
Uh, I think my fucked up past kind of gives me my sick individual humor now. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there, there's an old saying: we uh, we laugh to keep from crying. Yeah. I mean, you got to. It's when uh when you've been through a lot of trauma, I call it trauma bonding. When people like me and you talk, and there's actually like a connection as friends or whatever, it's usually trauma. People who's been through a lot of trauma they gravitate towards other people that's been through a lot of trauma because you know, you can't be judged and you know, you can be open and you know, you can be honest with the other one because you're both fucked up people. Uh, The bad thing about so many people is they hide their fucked upness. The people who actually grow and they heal are the ones that talk about it. And if you're around people that you feel like judging you all the time, it sucks. So you open up to people usually that are, you know, in that situation, it's probably how we, we just, fucking didn't know our moms both sucked yeah. <laughs> but but it makes it easier to talk to somebody you know your their mom sucks too that's why i tell everybody on my account like i don't care what you are what you do who you are what your personal life is i'm not judging nobody i'm gonna fucking right to judge nobody i've been to jail i've done bad things i'm a better person today but that don't mean the fucked up things didn't make me who i was i think we am i to judge anybody yeah, see, I'm the same way. I think you have to go through those fucked up things. I think I think you have hard-headed ass people in this world. When I was younger, I was very hard-headed. I would not learn a lesson an easy fucking way. Oh, and, and I think that the mistakes that I've made, I had to make. I would not be the person I am today without all the fuck-ups that I've been through. And I, I just, there's something special when you have an outlook like you do. Because the majority of people don't. I don't know if you realize how special there's a lot of people that tuck that shit down and it makes them into this, this, this is cold ass person towards the rest of the world. It makes them to where they, yeah. And it's, that's not the way it's supposed to be. The easiest way um, we work with a lot. I'm a suicide survivor and we do at the studio once a month, we do these meetings are called the still writing sessions. And it is where people who have experienced suicide uh, or depression or anxiety or whatever, I invite them into the studio. We don't monetize it. We don't record it. It's just a group of people sitting around talking, building a support system for each other. And it's just because it is where when you've been through so much shit and it just is fucking just, you don't think you can carry it. There's people that will help you building a support system and going through those traumatic incidents and just working towards getting better man it's the best feeling in the world when i can reach my hand out and say hey give me some of your burden or or a week that i'm fucking struggling hey take some off my back and that and that's the way it's supposed to be so you sharing your message with so many people whether you realize it or not i'm sure you've got some really good messages from you helping people and sharing your events there's not a paycheck in this world that even comes close to somebody saying, hey, look, I was at a real bad part of my life and something you said really uplifted me. It really it, took it took me out of the slump I was in. Honestly, it's some of the reasons I still stay on TikTok because there's been days I'm like, oh, it's not even worth my like sanity. Mm-mm. But there's so many good people on there that's like Stephanie, you don't realize when you say things, it got me through my day that I didn't think I was going to make through. I, I wanted to not be here anymore. So that's what keeps me honestly on the app at times because I don't get paid from TikTok. I don't have any income involved in TikTok. Yeah. But it's the people. See, that's why you're cool. There's a lot of people 
A lot of people. I was just giving somebody shit the other day in this studio about it. Um, I can't even remember who the hell it was at this point now. But it was where they, they, they helped people. They helped so many people. And then all of a sudden, they started getting paid from TikTok. And they started getting these endorsement deals and everything. And then it went from helping people and sharing their story, which they should have been doing it the entire time, to where they only endorse or they only talk about the things that people pay them to talk about. Like, I like the people. I don't take money from TikTok. I, I don't. Like, I take money from sponsors and shit because this is my job. Like, yeah. I, ha I have to have an income. But as far as, like, TikTok and stuff goes, I don't because I don't want to ever get on there and not be the genuine version of me. Because I know the genuine version of me has been through some shit that somebody needs to hear. I can help someone. If I'm on there talking about ketones, which I'm not bashing anybody who does ketone shit, like y'all do it, y'all make you money or whatever. If they ever came to me and offered me a lot of money, I'm not saying I would promote them. But yeah. pro I'm probably not their guy. I, <laughs> and I'm probably not their guy, and I'm cool with that. I'm a whiskey company's guy. But... Yeah. But I don't want it to be – there's certain things that shouldn't be about money. Yeah. There's, there's certain things that you should do because you know it's the right thing to do, and you just want to put your heart out there. Mine was just about being me. I mean, there's definitely moments where people have been like, she's so fake. What? Physically? We get it. I got implants. We get it. I got extensions. Thank you. But the person behind it isn't, do I walk around with a ring light singing sexual songs at times? No, I don't, lady. But who the hell it does? But it's like, it's also still part of having fun on TikTok. But people are so judgmental, it fucking blows my mind. That's why you have to, um, do you know who uh, who Brianna is from up around your way? It's Brianna. Um, she dates Jimmy Johnson or Jimmy Johnson, whatever Jimmy's name is. He's from North Carolina, the farmer. Um, she's, she's a real big conservative. Uh, her account got banned like after a million followers. I think Jimmy's got like close to it. They do like all the TikTok tours, like all that shit and everything. She's on the show all the time. She's one of my real, real good friends. How and do you I, bother my bother names? It, it, <laughs> I think her thing on TikTok is like it's Brianna or some shit, but I've had to tell her over and over again, you guys have got way more followers than I'll ever have. I'm fine with not because I, I'm not made for everybody. And I'm so fucking good with that. Right. But I had to tell her something and I, I'll tell you what you probably already know. It Cause you seem very smart, just like her. Don't read your comments. Don't ever, when you post something, post it, walk away, leave it alone. Because the bad thing about folks like us is we're going to go through and we're not going to see the 99 comments that were good. We're going to see the one comment that pissed us off. But who gives a shit? Like right there, if you look at the percentage of good to bad, that 1%, it, those people really don't matter. I mean, as far as I got told when I started in this business with Bearded Bastard and everything a couple of years ago, it was you find out who loves you and you push yourself towards them. You leave the people that don't like you alone. You don't ever try to make somebody who doesn't like you like you. You're never going to change their opinion. Cardi yeah. B is like the only fucking person I have ever seen. I'm, I like Cardi B regardless of whatever <laughs> the fuck she says. I love Cardi B. Uh, but she's the only person I've ever seen that with just a couple of comments, she made all these people that are conservative that could not stand her. All of a sudden, they got Cardi B American flags in their house. 
She's the only fucking, but I honestly believe that all of them liked Cardi B behind, yeah, by, behind <laughs> closed doors beforehand anyway. And then as soon as they gave them a reason to love her, they loved her. But oh, yeah. people who don't like us are never going to fucking like us. And I don't care. I'll respond. I'll always tell my comments. If I know the person, like when it pops up on the line, if I know them and I've seen them comment like kind things, I'll respond to them because I don't want to be that creator that just like ignores everything. Oh, no, 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 no. You but should it, do that. Some of the people that are on there that are say stupid shit. Um, I'm like, okay, do you, buddy? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I have, I've trained myself so fucking good to just overlook it. You become I, like numb to it. Yeah, it's just like, but the funny thing about it is, it's usually when somebody says something completely stupid, if I was to click on their name, there's no followers, there's no fucking real picture, there's no nothing. It's like, you can't even post your own goddamn picture on here, but you're on here talking shit about me. Yeah. Take your miserable ass back to your mama's basement and do something. And half of these like kids that are on there are like underage children. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I will fight a kid if I can play on me. Hey, look, my daughter, my daughter is a fucking beast. She she's in gifted. She's a great softball player. Uh, like I said, she's my best friend. But let me tell you, those kids talk shit. She will grab a softball bat and whoop some ass for her daddy. So I'm just like, I'm just like, run your mouth, run it. My daughter, she's. I'm more worried about my son than my daughter, because sometimes as a parent, like when your kids argue, you're not gonna lie about it. We let them fight it out sometimes. Wrestle. Let's talk about it. My daughter can hands down take my son with one hand behind her back. Women are never going to be bullied. Okay? Mm-hmm. But that's the way in the world we live in now. That's why uh, I promote like women just being badasses. <laughs> I did not. I'm not a feminist. Don't get me wrong. But ever since having a daughter has changed my views on so many things in this world, like so many things. And I think that we have to raise our little girls or even women like you, this, you know, you're not, you're 29, I think is what you said. Y'all have got to be tougher now. You, you've got to be. There's, we need tough women and we need tough men in this world. And if we don't raise them to be that way, then all these soft ass crybabies just take over everything. Uh, my daughter's going to be, she, I tell her all the time, me and my wife, I said, look, even her daddy, I said, she's either going to run the world or a gang in prison. Okay. Uh, so I'm not really <laughs> sure which way it's going, but it's going to be one. That's good. <laughs> she, she don't give a fuck. So y'all are getting married next week? Yep, getting married next week. That's cool. What day? Uh, we're getting married on Monday. I don't know the actual date. About 29th, I think. We're uh, just going to the courthouse. Don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. I'm just trying to trap her real fast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How long have y'all been dating? A year, a little over a year. How I long? proposed to her... Two months into our relationship. You knew? (laughs) I did. It was the Tupac. I told you. (laughs) So she could sing Tupac. I have a Tupac CD still in my car to this day. I bought it from Walmart. (laughs) You need need the explicit version, but... uh, No, they have the explicit version. It's two CDs together. It's the original. You got the all eyes on me one, don't you? Yes. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) I'm a huge... I'm I'm a huge Tupac guy. Um, I can go from rap to old school country real fast. You and your wife are going to have to come to the studio next time we have like a party or some folks here, like some musicians and everything. Uh, y'all would, I think y'all would have a blast. I'd love to meet y'all. 
We would love to meet you. She's definitely the more outgoing one. She'd be doing some crazy shit. Kelsey's well, wedding was like the first time, like, she, she was drinking. Because my wife don't really drink. Yeah. And she was drinking beers. She said, I might just get a wild hair. Hold on. I might get a wild hair. What the fuck does that even mean, Vega? I know, I know exactly what it fucking means. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was one guy there. It was kind of awkward. It was like forever ago, back when me and my wife first got together. I do edit one of his videos. People were being mean to him. It was genuine, like, kindness. He was talking about people talking bad about him on social media, but not knowing it. So I do edit it. I'm not going to say no nice. But he sent me a message while clearly me and my wife were together. And he says, I bet you I could change you. But you could switch teams. You were me. I said, no, sir. But he's at this wedding. So he comes up to me and my wife and Brittany were all standing there. And I, he sat like behind us at the table too, which is weird. I was like, yeah, I see you. Um, and he was friends with one of my ex. And I said, okay, dude, what the fuck? Here? And I'm sitting here, we're talking. He says, something to my wife. I said, you don't remember who I am, do you? And he looked at me with like the most shocked fucking look on his face. He knew. I said, what? I said, you told me you could turn me straight. And he dead ass looks at my wife and says, I bet you I could turn her. I said, do you, my wife's more than masculine one, sir. <laughs> I said, no, the fuck you couldn't if you wanted to. I said, uh, you don't lost your fucking mind. Please oh, half of me. Me and Kelsey and Curtis did the show uh, a week before a wedding. Like, I wanted to help her promote the charity events and stuff going on, and she invited me. But I'm too trash. Like, I, I know I know me, and, I, and I'm glad I didn't because it's, it ain't that far from me where the wedding was. And I started to because I was like, you know, this is good for my career as far as there's going to be some people here that I can meet, shake hands with, book them for some shows or whatever. But I saw it afterwards, and it was such a nice fucking thing. It was beautiful. It was. Me and my fucking Wranglers are not going to fit in. <laughs> like, I knew we wasn't going to fit in. I'd, I, but, I, but that right here, what you just said is another reason why I didn't go, is because I don't – I knew with that many personalities that were going to be there, there were going to be a couple of issues. One, you were going to have everybody – that had some type of insecurity about their following or whatever, trying to outshine other people. Oh, yeah. they, they were going to do it, and it was going to be annoying. It should have been all about Kelsey Curtis and their group of friends. If they wanted to make content the entire time, they should have been able to do whatever okay. the fuck they wanted. But I figured there would be people that kind of knew them there that was trying to blow up off of other people's social media accounts. Yeah. And that would have got on my fucking nerves, and I would have left. As soon as I saw, or I would have voiced my opinion and been the dickhead like I am. We almost didn't even go. Yeah. I, because that's the, not because we didn't want to be there, but because I don't know how to people. Yeah, I don't even. I don't, I don't I, That was the first time I've ever done a TikTok anything. Yeah. And, and I was like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing here. And then <laughs> I, and then I have a problem and it's, I really wish I wasn't like this, but there are certain people that have blew up on TikTok that are never going to be shit. Then I don't understand why they have a follow. Like, I don't. They're not, 
they're not anything that is significant to me. Yeah. And I know people look at my account or whatever on TikTok, and that's how they'll judge. You all, you can always see it. It's like he's got two hundred twenty thousand followers. He's not nobody, but he ain't somebody or whatever. And they don't realize I've been big league like two or three times. There was a guy on my show that's fucking huge for for saying Seven Eleven. His name's A Hood or whatever, right? Okay. Yeah, he's he blew up. He big leagued me until he realized, oh, this guy's got the same management company as Mike Tyson, like. They they didn't they didn't realize they did like he was trying to be treat me like I wasn't shit and there's been a couple of them but they didn't realize that just because I didn't have the numbers that they had on social media didn't realize I wasn't in a professional atmosphere that a lot of these people haven't been in and once he realized that he was way cooler to me once he realized that this just wasn't you know some weirdo wanting me to do his show or whatever you know for clout. I'll be honest with you. I don't care. It's always good for business. Like I'll ask you for the end of the show to share that you was on the show on your social media platforms. It helps my business. But if you were not interesting, I wouldn't care if you had a million followers. I, I, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't want you to do my show. I only want to promote people that have something that can help others. And a lot of people take me the wrong way. And that's what would have happened at the wedding is somebody yeah. would have expected me to know who they were because they've got a million followers on TikTok, and I'd be like, sir, ma'am, I, I don't know who the fuck you are. We like, thought nobody was going to know who we were. Yeah. <laughs> even, like, doing this to me, I'm basic as fuck. Okay. Yeah, but even – I don't think you're basic. I think you have an extremely <laughs> good story that can help people. But even if that wasn't the case, I wouldn't care – like, if you – if I would have gotten to know you beforehand and heard your story, I wouldn't have cared if you had a thousand followers. Like there's some stories that need to be told. There are some, I don't judge somebody off of their following. I think that's the fucking stupidest thing in the world. When you get creators or people that's like, Oh, I'm not working with them unless they've got 500,000, a million followers. Okay. You, you go right ahead. Big fella. You, you go right ahead, darling. It, People like you that actually have a story to tell, you're going to shine regardless of what you do. I know for a fact when I upload this episode, there's going to be people compliment you left and right and want to hear more from you. I, I know I've already thought in my head, like, I'm going to ask this girl, uh, Miss Stephanie, that in the next month to do another episode, but with her and her wife. Because that's how good you've been. And I know adding your wife to it would even be better. Like oh, you, yeah. you can tell who I, I'm a skeptic. I think everybody's full of shit until I get to talk to them. You're, oh, yeah. you're fucking cool. You, you deserve what you've got so far. There are some creators that have giant accounts that I'd never fuck with. No. And people also don't realize the more followers you have, that doesn't make you somebody nope. because half of them don't fucking like you. <laughs> that you have more haters than you do people that like you. That's why you can always tell the number one recipe for what you just said is you look how many people that follow you compared to how many people like your videos. You yes. have people that come to watch and hate, but they're never going to hit that like button. But all they care about is the number of followers. And to me, there's just some people on there that have a significantly high amount of followers that you couldn't pay me to talk to. Because that's just not who I am. 
I haven't I haven't been surprised many a times on here because uh, one thing like our management company, they're always shooting for me to have people that have large followings or whatever to have on the show because it, it does work well. But there's been a couple times that it's just been like, this person is not anybody that I want to promote. Yeah. But there's been a couple times too that I thought that before they did this show, I got to know them, Kelsey being the prime example, to where it was just like, I completely understand. I'm smitten. I wish nothing but success for these people. There's been a couple of those, but for the majority of it, I mean, you could tell there's a, there's a lot of dumbasses. Oh, yeah. And I think Kelsey deserves everything she has because, I mean, she did lose her account at $1 million and then got it back. So it shows that she does have a genuine amount of people that truly care and want to hear her story. There's going to be people that hate her. There's going to be people who don't like her. But she's a really good fucking person. Well, it's not just that. She's the perfect. Like, if I was starting a marketing company, she is the perfect recipe. She's funny. She's intelligent. She's attractive. She's a, a good family person. Like, yeah. she is what marketing companies absolutely love. I've tried to work with creators before um, and teach them. Like, coming from where I come from, I have to know a good bit about marketing. I have to know how to push items and everything like this and who to send free stuff to and who not to. Kelsey is what everybody in marketing is looking for. There's been some people that could have been, I don't think there'll be anybody quite as good as her that I've been around yet, but some people I've been around I thought would be good, but they were missing one or two attributes. Yeah. She, she's got to pay. I also think, though, they're smart ass. I think that you have a lot of those attributes, and I think that you're different in the way that you're intelligent, you've got a past, you're, you're funny, you're attractive. Um, the part of you being a lesbian, I know it sounds crazy. Marketing companies are looking for that. They're, they're yeah, I don't even know how to do stuff like that. To me, like I. You, you just got to, you got to find not your gimmick, but you've got to find the brands that, if, how to put this, you've got, you got to kind of play them to start off with. You've got to find brands that you would represent and what you are is what they want. You're sometimes you're going to have to order back in the day with Bearded Bastard. I used to order shirts from a certain company. I would post their stuff all over my social media every time I wore it. I paid them to start off with for these items. By the time it was all said and done, they were sending me a check every month and free merchandise. Like you have to start off tagging them uh, buying their stuff. And people are like, I'm not buying shit from a company that ought to be sponsoring me or whatever. No, that's not how you do it. That's not how professionals do it. If you sit there and you have your hand out all the time and like, hey, give me, give me, give me, you, nobody's going to give you shit. You have, to, you have to kind of take the initiative sometimes. Yeah. All right. But, Miss Stephanie, uh, I really do appreciate your time. I won't take up no more. But I do – do want you to work it out for me, you and your wife next month sometime. I would love for y'all to do an episode with me. Okay, that'd be great. She'd love to get on. She's definitely a whole character. I like <laughs> I like I like whole ass characters. Well, uh, dro drop your social media links real fast. Tell them where they can find you, and then uh, we'll get off here. Robert, what do you mean? I'll do that. You just say it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> tell them. Tell them where they can find. Tell them where you can find your TikTok. And this. No, you're good. You. You've done a very good job. I was just a type of the end. Oh, well, no, I mean, my, the TikTok is just Stephanie underscore Lee 56. 
And then Instagram is just Stephanie underscore Lee underscore 56. Okay. There you go. Well, Miss Stephanie, I appreciate your time, darling. And uh, hope to have you back soon. All righty. I'll see you soon. And thank each and every one of y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. I will catch y'all next time.